A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's good, y'all? It's Zero Gravity here. And just a forewarning, something wicked this way comes. Welcome back to Blurdy Massacre, your stop for all things black and nerdy. Before we get into the goods this episode, let us intro our hosts. Greetings to all of you. This is Brother Goodish, fresh from Transylvania. And I am very happy to be with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. No, seriously, Brother Ghoulish, um, host of Brother Ghoulish's Tomb, Brother Ghoulish's Dragula Breakdown on the Ultra Tapes, and here with you guys, and happy to be. I don't know how to follow that. Um, <laughs> I, I am Sheree the Slayer. Uh, I am one half of A Nightmare on Fierce Street. I am one eighth of the Ultra Tapes, an anatomy of a pod squad. I'm gonna get that right. Anatomy the first of time. a scream. Uh, podcast. How do you forget the scream? I am bad at like advertising us. I I'm gonna stop talking about us, but I'm making it worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I also write for Dread Central on top of my own shenanigans on the Twitter machines. Not the Twitter machines. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old school clack clack clack. <laughs> Sherry's Twitter looks like a typewriter. <laughs> anyway, y'all, I'm Zero Gravity, New York City spookiest MC content creator and streamer on Twitch. Streamer on Twitch. Fuck. Streamer on Twitch. Ow. Welcome Damn. to the show. <laughs> Before we get into our schedule today, we just got to do a quick overview. Wash popping. What's really going down in the horror community right now? So first and foremost, I want to start with Black Fay Day is among us. Black Fay Day is, um, I guess, now a an annual holiday. Um, it was created amongst the sad cosplayers that were stuck at home during the pandemic. And now we have this cute little national holiday. I believe it's May 14th every year where black folks dress up as their favorite mystical OCs. Um, and it's a great way of feeling like you have a sense of cosplay nerd community, mm. even though 
COVID is still around. And unfortunately, not all of us are able to get together in groups right now. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want a little bit of nerdy fix, I suggest going on Instagram, Twitter, etc., Facebook, whatever, hashtag Black Day, and look at what the people have come up for you. Boom. For it. So whatever. Black Day is coming up or it's already passed? Black Day is coming up. It's coming up, but around this time is when all the creatives are like getting going. I know a lot of um, my personal mutuals have already shot their outfits. They're giving little sneak peeks, but the 14th is the day when we all let it rip. So all of your timelines should supposedly be filled with with black mystical creatures, which is a great um, addition to our to our schedule today. But my besides God. the mystical. Y'all, Method Man dropped a song for the Evil Dead game. Yes. Yes, he Yum. did. I would have called out and been listening to that. I'm happy to be talked already in the call. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys listen to it? No, I just found out about it. <laughs> yeah, this is my first hearing about it. Okay, so yes, Method Man dropped a song for Evil Dead the game, which comes out Friday the 13th, I think. Um, uh, of this month which is may and it's called come get some um and i think it's okay i think the song is fine i i will be here for like literally anything that method man does i think we've established that like 17 episodes ago <laughs> even though this is only episode eight <laughs> but i think we're all on the same page when it comes to method man i mean i love that he's like here for the nerd culture Mm-hmm. How could you not fuck with that? Um, there's plenty of like nerdy, uh, horror blurred references in the song, which like you can't not you can't not love it. I'm here for it, but also like Method Man is a staple of Bloody Massacre. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we have to mention him at least twice. Or what episode. are we doing? Yeah. Method Man, please. I... We love vampires versus the Bronx, just like you know. He was the best priest I've ever seen in my life. Oh my um, God, the finest priest I've ever seen in my life. God I damn. would go to that church. I would God go. God damn. What? <laughs> oh, no. Right now. Right fucking now. Right now. Um, yeah. I. So as our resident Hoovian. <clears throat> no, I'm also a Hoovian. Don't take this away from me. Fine, you can share. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I, got the I got the drum roll going for you guys. Listen, go ahead. Take um, it so as some of y'all might have noticed, Shooty Gatwa, that's right, Shooty Gatwa, start saying that because there will be a pop quiz. I will be checking answers. Hmm. Um, Shooty Gatwa <laughs> was nominated, <laughs> will be our new doctor. Um, so it took it took 14 doctors, but we got one, y'all. We got one. Because like the first 13 that actually like led and even the ones that were cheating were white. And we love to see Jody. Jody was a great change. I did and I was worried, right? She, I, my problems with her tenure were not her. It was the way that they handled her because they wouldn't commit to her and wouldn't sign her for a three-year contract. So like the first two seasons were like shaky that way. And other things that were out of her control. But she was a damn good doctor and a damn good change. And I was worried to get back on a white man shit. And again, I, I love, I love, love, love all the doctors I've seen, including the ones we don't get enough time with because- during Jody's tenure, there was another doctor. I don't want to ruin the people who've not seen all of Jody's time. And I was rooting for that one to take over after Jody. But this is also fine. I'm also good with this. Oh. <laughs> yes. If y'all don't know Shudi Gakwa, um, you can check him out on Sex Education on Netflix, um, where he is the show. His character, Eric, is the reason I tune in. 
Yeah, um, uh, like Emilio loves that show, and I I don't watch alongside him. But when he saw the news, because he's also a Hoovian, just to let you know, like he was very ecstatic. Yeah, I because I'm out of the loop. Um, because I was like busy doing ninety other things. Yeah. Like one of my friends who's not a Hoovian was like, "Did you didn't tell me this is over the new doctor?" And like they announced that today. And like, because we were doing stuff for Trent's birthday on my other podcast, and I was like, "Well, it's now she got one day." <laughs> Your birthday is second. Uh, this is awkward. So, Ghoulish, are you not a Hoovian? I mean, I, I don't think I can call myself because I haven't seen enough of it. But everything that I have seen for Doctor Who, I love. Like, I watched maybe about a handful of episodes. And I've done so Which inconsequentially. Doctor? It's the one that... um I have to get his name because I don't know the number, the numeric value. Can it? Capaldi? Matt Smith? Michelson. Oh, oh, give me a second. Was he hot? Now let me narrow it down. Um, David Tennant. So the tenth. Yes. Yes. I watched a lot of those episodes. Um, because he's the one that he with Rose and. Well, he was Rose yeah, the second doctor. Complicated. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. No, the timeline. <laughs> timelining. Yeah. Which, so what needs to happen, Ryan, is you need to start New Who with nine. Um, that's who kicks it off is Eccleson and his doctor okay. is an underrated gem. He's sassy. We're trying to figure out what the show is going to be because it went away, but it was for kids, but then a grown-ups adopted it. And so they're like, we don't know what we're going to do yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets it jumped off and you like, okay, I'm fucking with this. This is cool space. Let's go BBC. And then like, because of generations, you're like, oh no, he's gone. And then Dave Tennant's like, but I'm here and I'm mm. trying to be British. So you can get it in two accents from me. And I was like, yes, thank you, daddy. Um, <laughs> he is. They it's wouldn't let him be Scottish on the show, and then like two doctors later, they had Capaldi, and I was like, "Y'all are some mean bitches." <laughs> mm-hmm. Rude, <laughs> right? And you Ten know, is definitely my favorite. De- David Tennant, he's he's yeah. number ten, is definitely yeah. my favorite. I he's the whole reason why I even considered watching Good Omens, which to my surprise, which is very good. Um, David Tennant, Fire, my favorite combination. This has turned into a Whovia discussion. Oops. My favorite combination is the David Tennant, Doctor Number 10, with the companion Martha, mm-hmm. my girl. That That's it for me. That's the duo. That whole arc, whenever it's the two of them traveling around in the TARDIS, mwah, my favorite. Chef's kiss. What about you, Sheree? I just forgot her name. Martha. Yeah, no, it was Martha, the black yeah, no, she was an underrated gym and they did not know how to do with her. And so when she left, she was like, I'll show all you bitches and mm. went to Sense 8 and served. Oh, so like, good. Right? Yeah. She's like, what I'm going to do is do 110% always. Catch me on Netflix, bitches. Boom. And they were like, we made a mistake. Come back. She's like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I'm getting America money now. Bye. <laughs> so I have a funny story about Sense 8. Um, I tried to watch it um, because that's another show Emilio loves and this was a hard one that he said like no like you have to watch the show so he puts it on for me and (laughs) I couldn't hear it I don't know how to explain it like he he turned the volume up there's something about the sound quality of Sense8 that I couldn't I I don't know I couldn't figure out what was being said he's like well just read the closed captions I'm like I I don't want to read right now I just want to hear it like and so now we have this thing in our relationship where I, I call it the sense eight effect. So if oh, I can't God. hear something, we'll call it the sense eight effect. But he's like, Ryan, you're literally insane. Like there's, you can hear, I'm like, no, 
I can't hear Sense8. I've tried it twice. I can't hear it. I love that you have selective hearing. Um, <laughs> there's Beyonce. Like, I don't want to hear this. I can't hear it. It's like, um, it's in a bullhorn, right? I can't hear it. Let's leave. What? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what he thinks. Because he was like, mm-hmm, you can't hear it. All right. Now, hey, Ryan, we've got that dry cleaning. I can't hear you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, what? Yo, that is too much. Y'all want to hear some tea about the ninth doctor? Yes. Oh, yes. Um, what's his name again, Sheree? Eccleson. Christopher Eccleson. There we go. I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. I thought he was awesome, but he only stuck around for one season because he hated it. He hated oh. playing the doctor so bad, which is why he only stuck around for one season, even though most of the fan base were like, hey, this guy's awesome. Only stuck around for one season, was very vocal about how he felt about just Doctor Who in general, about playing the role, about the fan base that it came with. And look who is traveling around Comic Cons in sci fi conventions now doing autographs wow. as the ninth doctor. Right. It was it was shaky because there was a lot of stuff coming out, and like one of the one of the threads was that his father had passed away, and he didn't have enough time to grieve because the BBC schedule is the BBC schedule. Yeah. And when you're Doctor Who, you are Doctor Who, right. which is why you don't see these actors doing other shit during their tenure. Um, and that's why they're like, after three years, I'm gonna finally move on. Um, because you you do want to do other stuff, even though it's a great job, and like the people love you, and you're part of this fandom. You, I can see you being like, yeah, I want to do something more dramatic or something yeah. definitely for adults, or like shaking it up with the genre. Um, but like that was one of the things that one of the rumors that was floating around. They wouldn't let him have enough time to grieve his father, mm-hmm. and they were like, we gave him the time that we give everybody, and that's just kind of we have no budget. <laughs> And we're BBC. We have to like make the schedule to make the schedule. I could totally be sympathetic for that. I could too. I could too, but I don't think, I don't know how much of that is true and how much of that was after the fact being like, Mm -hmm. what's a good way of spinning this? Um, Mm -hmm. And I hate saying that, but that's where a lot of the rumors come from because the fans are like, I don't want you to hate him. So here's the thing I discovered over here, which may or may not be apples or oranges, Mm -hmm. but it's one Mm -hmm. of the things I heard. And so I keep that in my mind when I'm dragging him or not dragging him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dragging or not dragging I mean either way I think he made a really great doctor and it sucked that we only had him for one season mm-hmm. sad but good news David Tennant came right after who was easily the best doctor there I said it Boom. I, I love him so much um, I also loved Matt Smith though I'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm good I'm good no. He grew on me in the middle of his first episode because I was good. I'm like, you ain't David Tennant. Who are you? And then, like, they were doing, like, the fish fingers and the cuss. I'm like, fuck you. I don't have feelings. Fuck you, Matt Smith. And then I was with him. He's the dude from the movie um, His House that you recommended to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His his doctor was also one of those weird seasons because I was like, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. And it wasn't a mistake. They were coming around with an overarching story. And so you're like, you messed that up. Why mm. would you take that out? And it's like, because it's part of the story, bitch. Wait until the end of the season. And I'm like, okay. I think mm. he was just too cute for me. He was adorable. He's still adorable. He's not aging. He refuses. He's not. He's like, he I am 12. cute for me. He was too cute for me. And then I saw the movie Womb. Have you seen? Yeah. Sure I've only heard of it. I've, I've heard. <laughs> and then he wasn't cute no more. <laughs> I'm glad I saw that movie. 
like I, W-O-M-B or? Yeah, as in like the the womb, the reproductive organ. 2010? Huh? 2010. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What is this? <laughs> I don't know if I want to tell you. Okay, <laughs> yeah, don't don't tell me. I'm, I'm going I'm to add it to my list. If there's any Whovians out there listening to us right now and you haven't heard of the movie Womb, watch it and then we would like to hear your 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 uh, comments concerns anything about doctor number 11 listen i he he likes his weird movies i will say that because he's like is it indie i'm in wait what else i mean he did that he did his house he he played the person who wrote um cabaret whose name i just forgot which blows me because i i know that person christopher isherwood I'm Christopher Isherwood, who wrote Cabaret, um, the story behind Cabaret that became a musical, had a book called I Am a Camera, which was about his travels in Berlin when this was all going down. And that was the basis for the musical Cabaret, which is my favorite musical, because I don't fuck with musicals, as we know, but I like that one. Um, And so they did a movie about Christopher Isherwood's life, because they were like, how could we not do Cabaret, but like pay tribute to Berlin and like that person who wrote it. And he played him in this, like, what felt like a made-for-TV movie, but might just be BBC budget. So, yeah. But I, that's when I got to see him outside of Doctor Who, because I was obsessed with him after I fell for his doctor. And then, of course, we had Capaldi, who was a Doctor Who fan as a child and grew up to be the Doctor, but they wouldn't let him have fun his first two seasons. Mm-hmm. So, like, Capaldi's era, you, you stay for the specials and the last season. Yeah. I, I think I just like Peter Capaldi. I didn't love him as a doctor, but I, I like him. So I when, stayed. When they let him have fun in his last season, that's why I was like, this is the doctor I wanted the whole time. Because like they it was an overcorrection because the first three from the new who were younger. Mm-hmm. Um and they were getting younger and younger because Matt Smith was a baby. And they were like, we gotta make it dry and boring. And I'm like, but Cabaldi's <laughs> not a dry and boring man. He's like the cool grandpa in the corner. Give him shit to do. And they're like, no. <laughs> And so he suffered, we suffered, and we get a Christmas special, and we're like, okay, we can have fun. And you come back, and you're like, oh, the fun is gone again. And then you get another Christmas special, and like, the fun is back. And so I went into the last season with him, being like, what are they doing to you? And it was really good. Bill was there, who was one of my favorite companions of the entire new series. Um, we were having conversations that were leading us to where we ended up going with Jody. Because, like, we've always known that Doctor Who could be not just a white man. I don't know when BBC made that decision, but we all was like, he's an alien right. who regenerates. Why couldn't we do all these other things? Mm-hmm. And in Capaldi's last season, it was like, my species isn't really concerned with gender and sexuality. We're, we're aliens. We're doing other shit. You humans are weird. And I was like, you gonna give me somebody, not a white man next time, ain't you? Ain't you? <laughs> and they were like, here comes Stephen Broadchurch. I'm like, yeah, get it, sis, get it. And she was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> And now she's like, I'm going to leave. I'm having children. And I, I, I've done a lot because like COVID affected her tenure. And so it's been like much more than three years. And I'm like, I'm saying, I don't know if I'm ready to leave. And they were like, the shooty got one. And I was like, okay, Jody, um, we can visit on the holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you on New I, I, I do know that Jody kind of fucked up the rhythm for a lot of Whovians. The Whovians in my immediate circle are all straight women mm-hmm. and they have a very specific timeline of being introduced to a new doctor falling in love with the new doctor by maybe the second in the middle of the second arc 
and then being in love with the doctor for the rest of their tenure. And then Jody came along and a whole bunch of fans, not even the ones in my circle. I imagine many straight fans or, or gay fans, whatever, if you feel like um, digesting the doctor that way. But people were pissed. We're like, I can't fall in love with the doctor now. I wonder why. Like, it, I mean, it's not that deep. Like you it's said, not, it's an alien. Thank you. It's not that deep. They are an enigma. Like, leave it alone. These are white women problems. Not my problem. Not your problem. (laughs) (laughs) Do I appreciate when the doctor is somebody I want to smash? Yes. Do I need that to watch it? No. No. And Jodi's attractive. I mean, like, she's not my type. But, like, I'm not like, oh, this eyesore. I got to look away. Right. I'm just like, I I don't want to smash her. And that's fine. She won't smash me either, I assume. (laughs) 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 <laughs> if she do, I'm flattered. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Somewhere in the world, flash to her listen to this episode, like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, Shrey, I thought we had a thing. Like, <laughs> Wait, is she British? Because you know, I haven't seen that oh, season. Yeah. So I her. take it back. She's like, what the fuck? She's British, but she's the wrong kind of British, according to the white dudes. <laughs> oh my God. They're oh like, my. her dialect is awful. And I'm like, she sounds like everybody else. Um, what, oh what's different? God. What's special? <laughs> What is our topic for today? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Smash the past. <laughs> Are we smashing the doctors? <laughs> That's the episode. <laughs> um, our topic is actually spellcast noir because we get cast a lot as magical Negroes, but sometimes, sometimes <laughs> we get to just have fun and be magic. And it's a great time. So we want to talk about that because that's a lot more fun than what Stephen King does to us. Um, (laughs) There goes our sponsorship. (laughs) I only know how to speak in strays. We've we've established this. I don't do sentences. I do strays. (laughs) Someone's catching one. (laughs) We got to take a quick layover before we get into the main topic and get into some real talk. So do y'all want to start the... um, the discussion, or would you like me with some real talk around spellcast noir? Go for it. All right. So, I, of course, we would be remiss to not talk about American Horror Story Coven slash Apocalypse in this episode. And so, my real talk has something to do with that. Um, did y'all know about Gabri Sibide's, um testimony of what happened on set when they tried to? Because uh, Y'all are caught up with Coven, right? Like, y'all have seen Coven? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, basically, you know, like, the scene where they're summoning Pop Leg, but how they do, like, the chant or whatever. According to her, after it happened, like, her lips started to, like, swell up, and she had, like, all these health issues, and she was in her mind, like, it has to have something to do with this chanting on set. And so, when she dug, it, they're like, yeah, like, this is an actual chant that we, you know... No. Yeah. And so she said she had a good friend of hers who was like Catholic and like really versed in prayer. And so she gave her a prayer to use and it worked for a bit of time, but she's constantly on set, like, you know, doing the chants and stuff um, that are necessary for the character. And she said she faced like a lot of like weird supernatural occurrences and she actually regrets doing it. You can't get people real shit. You got to get them the fake things and let us like mock it. Because it's better to get them fake things and have them summon in shit. 
Right. They're fucking coffee tables floating around and shit. Like, yeah, no, right? I don't want it. Also, isn't that like, I mean, even if you aren't a believer, mm-hmm. don't you think that's a little disrespectful? It is. To people right? who are believers? I think that's kind of fucked up. Like, it is. Most of the stuff we talk about, like skeleton key, actually not skeleton key, skeleton key tackle some real shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the craft, like they made that up. Cause like Rachel True is like, as somebody <laughs> who's like practicing, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, y'all using fake shit. That's cool. Like we can do this. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because like th- there is no man now. Um, and if there is, she don't know about it. So like, it, it was, yeah. It's like, why risk it? Just make some why? shit up. Like I would never take like a, demonology book for example and just start like chanting stuff because i don't i don't know so why risk it listen we've had enough shit pop off in this decade without people trying to get funny on set like you let me catch somebody <laughs> chant some shit that led to covid we're gonna fight what <laughs> you cost me three years girl you didn't stop. Get on Google. stop stop <laughs> you know it is an <laughs> <laughs> indie movie about white feminism witches <laughs> and they're like, raise some fucking plagues. And now we all had to stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about this no. reality. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm going to hit them three times. One for each stimmy I received. Um- <laughs> oh, see, now now we're getting mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, another cool little bit is I, so Percy Jackson was not my thing. I've heard good things about it. I meant to get into it. But apparently they cast Leah Jeffries as Annabeth. And people are losing their shit because how dare we cast Black people in things. And it's gotten so bad that the author, Rick Riordan, if I'm saying that correctly, had to write a whole op-ed to be like, I wrote the series and I'm not pressed. Why are y'all pressed, you racist? Basically is what he said, respectfully. It, there won't be many more times that you'll hear me give like J.K. Rowling any flowers because awful. But um, I will give her credit for this. She was similar with the Hermione situation because when yeah. people were pissed that the, I believe it was the Cursed Child stage play had yeah. cast Hermione as a black woman. Mm-hmm. She's like, um, canon check. Because like, that's the thing. Like white is such a default in so many people's mind that they just, they automatically make somebody white. Right. They don't even think twice about it. So it make it really exposes people when Rick Riordan comes out and he's like, um, try again. Mm-hmm. Because right. they're just like, well, if it's not white, it's woke. And it's like, or maybe you're I just a racist. Too. Ooh, wait, did you just pull that out of your ass? Or is that a always. thing? If it's not white, it's woke. Because that's what always happens. So like, yeah. like, I haven't checked. I have not checked the timeline about Shudi Gakwa. I'm going to always try to enunciate that and nothing else. They're from Missouri. So I want to land Shooty Gotwa. Um, but like, I just know that he's catching all kinds of bullshit because like they came out of the woodworks when Jody was a white woman was cast. So, you know, mm-hmm. they showing their whole asses when a black man in his cast, especially when he's a queer black man. Um, and so I can just hear it because like I had to leave so many Doctor Who Facebook pages because I would run in and they'd be saying all kinds of racist shit. And if you're like, hey, Mod, this is racist. They're talking about brown people like yeah, pets. Yeah, they don't, they don't care. They're like, you, you're just sensitive. And I'm like, mm, I'm leaving your page. Um, and so I can only imagine the shit that God was getting and is being posted online. Especially if like this little girl who's in Percy Jackson is getting like this. Uh-huh. So where it's in my timeline, I didn't even know anything about Percy Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Y'all were not Percy Jackson fans. It I think fun. I read the first book. 
and then like i don't i don't think i've read any other um like mm-hmm. i i can't say that i was or wasn't a fan in other words like i don't i didn't continue mm-hmm. with the series well i will say this <clears throat> as a kid i read both i read maybe the first three harry potter mm-hmm. books um and then i discovered percy jackson afterwards and i still say this confidently as an adult we're not talking about the movies here we are only talking about the books percy jackson washes harry potter washes it absolutely washed okay and also we don't want to talk about the original movie but <laughs> um when i read originally harry potter for the first time i envisioned hermione as brown mm-hmm. Probably because I'm brown and there was something there that mentioned that she had curly hair. I have curly hair. So naturally she was brown. The movies obviously gave me a different um, visual. Um, And then I read Percy Jackson and there's the satyr character. I think he's a satyr. Is that what you call a satyr or the opposite? Um, I think. Sater, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's a Sater character in Percy Jackson, and I read him as a black man. And then the movie came out, like 2010, maybe something yeah. like that. And he was cast a black man. And I said, I was fucking right. I was fucking right. Even though that movie was ass. I don't know if there was yeah. movies after that. I don't know. I, I, I was too old at that point for these little baby things yeah um but i guess that it validated me and of course just pushed the franchise way past harry potter even though there's much more girth in in that universe than percy jackson um so i'm a little proud to see this i mean i'm obviously not proud of the pushback because why am i proud of something like that but i this instance just makes me think of the time when I was in middle school and I'm reading Percy Jackson for the first time and I'm reading this character as black. He comes on the scene for the first time and he actually is black. It's not just because I'm black and that's how I envision people um, on the default. Um, that makes me feel a little bit proud, I guess. Yeah. And especially with the, uh, I mean, we don't want to talk about J.K. Rowling, but obviously yeah. she, she had some some hand in casting and uh, what's her face was perfect as Hermione, but so oh, so she did have a hand in casting. I I don't know for for sure. I I definitely do not know. I, I wouldn't want to give her that credit as a default. Even <laughs> <laughs> that broken clock is right twice a day, so True. she Facts. can have that and still be trash. I mean, even um, if she didn't have a hand in casting, she did validate it um, when yeah. when the cursed child did come out on Broadway. Um, and you know it it just made i don't know i just it shot me back to like middle school time and i'm like you know what just because i am black and i read characters as black doesn't mean that it's it's just my head there's 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 layers to this shit so it was nice nice to read this obviously pushback always is shitty and people are internet trolls and stupid fucking fandom is just toxic so it's not going to stop but at least i have my my previous history with the with the fandom, with the franchise that I have backing me up on this, which kind of feels nice. I again, I never got to get into Percy Jackson. I think I just missed it, um, and it was not on my radar until they cast her. But now I'm interested because 
we all grew up in this like super white world. So we had yeah. to like read and see all of this media that was not about us and was removing us. Like I've said so many times as a kid in the 90s who was wanting to be into witchcraft, I only had Eve and Eve's Bayou and Rochelle in the craft. That's yeah. it. Um, and so like when people are like boohooing and crying about how like brown people are getting cast in their things, I'm like, suck it up. <laughs> because like we grew up without seeing ourselves as an adult, you'll be fine if you're missing a role or two. You you're you've yeah. eaten, you're good. You've eaten. <laughs> you've had enough. <laughs> like, that was your buffet. Like <laughs> we've got a table at the buffet. <laughs> I remember like becoming an adult and being so like heartbroken when I realized that I missed out on Twitches because like I grew up loving like Sister Sister and like I'm just generally a fan of like T and Tamara and like I'm like oh they did like a witch movie and it actually yeah like and it's called Twitches and like I didn't know about it until I became an adult because like I just narrowly missed it. Sure, I don't tell me you're learning about this right now. I, that I, that was we, my reaction too. No, when you said Twitches, I was like, "Is this a new thing on Twitter? Or a new thing on Twitch? What's happening? Stop. Are you serious? I, nobody ever mentioned this shit to me until right Are now. Are right you now. serious? I feel cheated because again, I only ever had the two examples of black witches in the culture. I'm upset and for you. Twitches was over there the whole time. That makes me sad because like we didn't get Twitches at a timely age, but they're trying to yeah. force feed us that original Sabrina show with that one <laughs> girl who's shall remain nameless. Uh, <laughs> She who must not be named. Her and her talking cat. Who wanted a fucking talking cat? <laughs> okay, so is there any other tea in um that y'all want to get into for the real talk before we get into the main topic? Who had Mr. Nancy? I don't know. I who did write that? That's creepy. I, I don't. I, we got ghosts. He's probably part of the original meeting about it. And oh, yeah. like nobody wants to claim him because there was some shit that went down on American Gods. I just don't have it on top of my head. There was. He I mean, was I know the details, but I don't know the names. That's the only thing that sucks. Like, I know that like he was accusing them of like being like racist, low key, because he was like the character was supposed to be. Look, let me not even do this because I didn't do the proper research. They could be like, brother Ghoulish, you a damn lie. You're a <laughs> fool. You're a charlatan, and go to hell. <laughs> it went down. It went down. I'm getting names right now. Oh. <laughs> Orlando Jones was the actor. Yes. Yeah. Uncle Orlando, because we all know, if you Google Orlando Jones, you've seen this man in uh, multiple things. Yeah, he, he was such a staple of my childhood growing up that he's just instantly recognizable. Like, I I was going to watch this show because he was in it. And then, like, he was no longer in it. And I don't know much else about it, even though I should, because it seems like something that's in my alley. And I know people who love it, but I just never... Yeah. He yeah. was removed because he spoke up about what we should all be speaking up about. But of course, it has to be those who are directly affected. And it was as a result of that, they removed him, which is supremely fucked up. Mm -hmm. um, I just, if, you, if you're going to cast black and brown people, you have to also listen to them. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Because like we're over just being like, set pieces sometimes we have to be like hey you know this is problematic right because i i watch a lot of stuff obviously it's why i have so many podcasts and i'm on twitter um and there's always something jarring and i'm just like i know you have an all-white writer's room because this went down and this would not have went down mm -hmm. on a brown person's watch um or if there's a brown person in there you silence them 
And I'm living for those stories where those writers are escaping these rooms and being like, I tried to tell them. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm, I knew it. I knew that person was trash. Thank you. Putting them in my burn book. Look. <laughs> Not the burn book. <laughs> well, hey, listeners, if you are a fan of American Gods and you'd like to meet Mr. Nancy himself, Orlando Jones, you should probably head over to BlurredCon this summer. It's like, I believe it's the second to last week in July, and he will be there doing photographs and ch- talking up, chit-chatting with the fans, photo ops, etc. in a place where he is 100% valued and respected as the goat that he is. So come on down, nerds. Yes. I love it. My favorite Orlando. All right. So I guess we can jump into the main topic. Ooh. So I'll start the ball rolling with American Horror Story like I did for the real talk. Because, of course, there are quite a few examples in that universe of like spellcast noir going on. One of which... I need to slowly tiptoe into it because I, I, I'm going to set off a landmine. I know my I know what's good. So I love Angela Bassett. She's gorgeous. So very talented. Perfect. Um, that Marie Laveau role for me was a sin. It was a no. Don't do that shit no more. <laughs> I knew about Marie Laveau since I was like a young boy. And I was excited when they announced that she was going to be playing her. It likely is not her fault. It's probably more the people who scripted it and also like the producers and the directors. It just, that was not, that is not the allure of the true Marie Laveau. I'm sorry. I I have had beef with Ryan Murphy and the way he handles Angela Bassett in all the seasons I've seen her in because yeah. of course, was it Carnival or Circus? Yes. Uh, the third show. titty? Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. Freak Show, they're like, she got a third titty. I'm like, you have Angela Bassett reading your mediocre word. They go, like, a third titty? Really, that's what you're going to do? Valid. Third, a third titty. Oh, Miss Bassett, mother of Wakanda, Tina Turner. Tell Bassett. them again. Tell them again. And listen, listen. This woman has been working for 50 years and looks 25. And she has graced <laughs> right. your TV show with her time. And you're going to give her a third titty. That's what we need to do. The third titty is going to sell it. What? <laughs> All I want to say about the role is like, it was really a double homicide because, like, let's be real. They did Angela Bassett dirty and they did Marie Laveau dirty. I don't imagine that either of them were happy because, you know, Mar- Marie Laveau is still ghosting through the ether. I hope she's outside Ryan Murphy's house right now. Oh, well. <laughs> With the good veil and the good wig. And she's like, come on outside. Come on outside. <laughs> yeah, please do the Lord's work because I don't know if I could take any more American Horror Story, y'all. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can take any more. I lovely people <laughs> in a hopeless place. <laughs> Damn. That's facts, yeah. though. I stopped yeah. at Roanoke. My American Horror Ooh. Story journey was season one through about half of Hotel. And I was like, this is a one long Lady Gaga video. What am I doing? Yo, and I stopped watching. You finished Hotel, though? I refused. That's so bad. <laughs> you just oh. couldn't take it anymore. You checked out. I, I gave up and I only came back for Roanoke because my friend who when I'm in Chicago would have gatherings and they would watch American Horror Story. And I was like, I'll try Roanoke, but my hopes are like real low. And it was really good. Yeah. So when it wrapped, yeah. I was like, Yeah, I'll do Apocalypse. And 
I'm under attack over here, y'all. It's the end of the world in Minneapolis. Well, they heard you. Ryan Murphy has connections, baby. Right. They're coming to get, they're He's coming like, to silence that bitch. I wanted the five shows. Silence her tonight. She what? know too much and she got receipts. Right? <laughs> get her ass out of here right now. So look, American Horror Story. Yes, they did yeah. Angela Bassett wrong, but they did Billy Porter right in Apocalypse because Behold Childless, who I keep wanting to call the person that did uh <laughs> <laughs> Behold Beloved. Yes. Billy Porter is always excellent. Like the episode of Twilight Zone he was in is now his episode. I don't care who was supposed to be the lead, it's Billy's. Um, he's taking over red carpets. I don't watch award shows, but I do check in to see what Billy wore and like come on my night. <laughs> he's a cultural icon. Yes. That's not debatable. And I just love Billy Porter for all the things. I just want him to be prosperous and just continue to give us our life. Listen, I want more Billy Porter, less Kevin Hart. And that's the numbers I'm looking for. (laughs) Um, That's where I want to go. More fabulous black men living their best life in capes. Give me capeography on red carpets. Giving me award-winning performances every time they open their mouths. That's Mm -hmm. where I'm at. But instead, we out here standing the wrong fools. Um, So, yeah. If I, I could pull off a cape, oh, sorry, Zero, go ahead. No, 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 continue. I want to talk about capes, honestly. Oh, so we're good. We're here. So, because I was going to say, if I could pull off a cape, y'all couldn't stop me, baby. I would be in. I would be insufferable at the cons. <laughs> Can y'all imagine, brother, ghoulish in a damn cape? Like, oh my god, give it to me. Look, I got a friend that can make a cape. Just saying. Look, she don't... knows people. She got a friend. <laughs> I got a cape in there. I'm not. Like, I, I put it on a couple times, but I've not earned it yet. Because it's like, we I we lost Felicia Rashad these last few years. I don't have another icon. But it reminds me of, like, something that Debbie Allen, her sister, who we've not lost, something Debbie Allen would wear. Oh, Debbie Allen, yes. You know, I have a very, like, interesting, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, I appreciate male actors who do full nudity me too yeah i'm just like honestly shout out hbo because hbo gives us the dick and the balls and the in the cheeks and they don't care what vessel it is attached to and that's tasteful nudity to me and i yeah. do believe that that is very important it's definitely not what this topic is, but I think it's important. But it's important because, like, part of the reason I'm always so salty is because it's usually, like, getting the fems naked because the directors mm-hmm. are gross dudes. Yep. And I'm just like, if you go make her naked, her scene partner should be naked, too. But mm-hmm. instead, men are asked what they're comfortable with. And so they run around in pants. She's, like, running around tits a-bouncing. And I'm like, this ain't fair. I don't like this. This is stinky behavior. And so, like, when the HBO came back this year with the dick agenda... And so every show I turn on, dicks, dicks, dicks. And yep. I was like, oh, HBO, euphoria you with my eye out. I was like, what is happening? The thing in 3D, stop. Like, <laughs> Not <what>? 3D. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's only fair because like, if you're going to have these like, some of these people on euphoria specifically, like these mm. are like their, their first major jobs. Like we've seen them around, but for you to be like, mm, now you're making payment, take your top off every other scene. Yeah. That's gross, especially if it's always just geared towards the fems. 
So if you want to see the ladies naked, get the dudes naked too. Get everybody right. naked. Everybody gonna be naked. That's it's the- just gonna be nudity. Period. Listen, mm-hmm. um, for every pair of breasties, I want to see a pair of testes. Ooh, that shit was tight. Listen, listen. <laughs> please give it to me, please. <laughs> That's, That's just good math. <laughs> It's only fair. I mean, like, I had to grow up looking at shit that ain't do nothing for me forever. That's- Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's why when Violation came on Shutter, I was like, baby, finally. That's all I wanted. As a kid, because all I ever saw was tits and ass, the first time I saw a dick pop up in a horror movie, I was like, hello. (laughs) Hi. Can we really do this on film? (laughs) You don't think it's possible until a man does it. Which is like very backwards, because usually it's like, you don't think it's possible until a woman does it. But in this very specific case, you don't think it happens. And then it happens with a man. And you're like, is this okay? Right? Is this fine? And then the dudes are like, this is objectification. And I'm like, um, where oh. was you at? 
Where was you at for all these other movies and shows? Mm, hard pill to swallow. Very right? hard pill to swallow. Listen, listen. Mm. Uh, it was Maria, Marina and the Diamond. She put a video, had to be a heartbreaker. And she's oh, in a locker room. I love this song. I don't even. Yeah, I, me too. We've never talked about this. Yeah, but go ahead. She's my gateway into pop music for real. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but she's like, had to be heartbreaker. It's a cute little video. She's in a men's locker room and they're showering. Some of them are wearing native headdresses, which is never going to be okay. But like, Ooh. it's all like Abercrombie and Fitch white men who are just like showering and soaping. Mm-hmm. And when it hit Facebook, dudes were like, this, I, I'm going to come from watching this, this kind of smut. And I was like, I'm watching for everybody. Fuck you. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely of the era of the video hoe. And I'm just like, if she can shake it behind fucking 50 Cent for an hour and you don't even see her face, then we can have these dudes showering behind Marina as she sings about how we are a breaker. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful art. What? Yeah, and the, 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 the hoe, the, like the video hoe phase has never ended. Like that's a staple. Like you yeah. literally see it everywhere. And then the moment that WAP came out, everybody's losing their minds. I'm like, mm, right, right. Had Cardi and Megan been shaking it for any male rapper, it would have been fine. But exactly. they shake it on their own accord, and it's like, fuck these bitches. Um, listen, y'all, this storm is coming for me. I don't know Whoa. if I'm gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> this is um <laughs> what is going on in the blurry sphere of this episode? <laughs> the blurry sphere. So much going on. <laughs> <laughs> It's HBO. They didn't hear that I was complimenting them this time. They thought I was like <laughs> attacking. Wait, y'all know who it is. It's finally her. It's behold, be lovely. No. <laughs> she finally found our asses. <laughs> it's all she, over. She is. She's like, there won't be a get out too. And guess who's coming back to Wakanda? <laughs> also, fuck your electricity shred. And I'm like, no. I thought for a leave. Mm-mm-mm. Oh my god. So I feel like a lot of our um examples for our topic today are more recent. Yeah. And that is awesome. But we were nerds way longer than the dates that are attached to American Horror Story. Um and and Sabrina, which we'll touch in a second, etc. Um growing up, I was a big Lord of the Rings fan. And Lord of the Rings was definitely my intro into dark fantasy. And that's just, there are no brown people, like none, in Lord of the Rings. And I never really noticed how upsetting that was. And I know this, like, really sucks because there's a long time in between. Um, But when I finally watched The Witcher on Netflix, um, there were... Black and brown people, just regular uh, medieval, fantastical, or not, people. And it really kind of sent me into like a, damn, I got to think about this now. Because not only were we just subject to just being the, the regular, regular, not fantastical people, that wasn't even a thing in like Lord of the Rings. And Lord of the Rings is huge. It's a huge staple for for film, um, for just storytelling, for the progression of CGI in movies. It's like several different um, li- different landmarks, I guess, for for movies and for nerdydom and, and etc. We didn't even have a backup role in Lord of the Rings. 
um, we just weren't there. And I remember, I remember bringing it up to a friend and I shit you not, a friend looks at me and was like, well, there's orcs. And I'm like, bruh, that, that's not what I mean entirely. Um, and <laughs> that made me mad because now I'm thinking about all of this and just seeing regular people doing their damn thing in The Witcher, as well as being um, highly regarded wizards and assassins and um, entourages in a royal car- court or just people just chilling, living in a village, just existing. Yeah. And it made me mad because now I think about all those years that I spent putting Lord of the Rings on this pedestal just to notice that they act acted like we don't exist. It was like lower than a trope, I think. Damn. I, I mean, a That's trope is just like, I mean, we're there, but this is inaccurate. But this whole Lord of the Rings trilogy, which was enormous for everyone, like every single nerd, every single movie buff, period. And we just weren't there at fucking all. And then I see The Witcher and I'm like, look how fucking easy that was. And I do believe that the excuse there was that, oh, it's a period piece. Child, I hate that excuse. Fucking ridiculous. I I mean, we can go down that route if you really want to. I really don't want to. I don't think that was the reason. I don't. Um, but just look how easy it was. The Witcher did it, and it was fucking fantastic. The amount of white people that say, A, it's because black people weren't there in that period, when it's a fantasy show, because it's always a fantasy show. Hercules, Xena, Lord of the Rings, all of that, it's fantasy. There, do you think there were really orcs and dragons fighting? If so, unpack that. Also, like... <laughs> It's it's fantasy, so you can you can repaint it. Like I can literally take any of these and be like brown people, ba 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 ba, and it's fine because it's make believe. You're creating a world. If you can't create right. a world where people aren't aggressively white and hetero, I don't want your world. Yeah. Um, my other <clears> issue <throat> with the white people who be tiptoeing into these conversations is where I was like, well, it's getting better, and it's like not really though. Because yeah. most of the most of the people we're talking about today are not the leads of these shows or movies. If you no. notice, um, <laughs> they are still side characters, um, and we are still giving default whiteness leads, whether or not they're the best actor or no. Um, because like I'm looking at this list for American Horror Story, and like everybody here is like a baller. Why are they playing the bench warmers? Why? Yeah. And then being relegated to tropish type roles nine times out of ten. Like in addition to them being sidekicks, it'd be a lot of the same shit. And they don't really give them anything like bigger. And I think that's what's so disappointing. Right? It's just embarrassing because like you're not even trying to hide it. You're doing it in person and telling me it's for my own good. Mm-hmm. You know what I um because I'm really happy you put that seed in my mind, Zero, because like Lord of the Rings was so big for fandoms. Yeah. I even feel like when you talk about black phase and stuff. Like, sometimes when you look at some of their um, costuming and design, it is very heavily inspired by a lot of the stuff that we've seen in not just Lord of the Rings, but other IPs that were probably inspired by it. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of disappointing. And then I think about, like, how House of Dragons is supposed to be coming out, and people saw, like, a poster where they're supposed to be putting more people of color in this. And then, like, people are upset about that. It's like, in this fantasy world, why don't we belong? That doesn't really make sense. Like, Elf is a race. Alpha's literally a race. 
orc is a race troll yeah. is a race there's like countless other i work at a gaming lounge and there are DD campaigns every tuesday there yeah. are like infinite fucking races yeah. You're telling me that this is like not possible in this universe. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You have to be fucking kidding me. And then the Witcher comes along, and there are black elves, and then there are um, uh, black witches. And the race isn't black. It's just, you know, there's obviously like huge signifiers that that tells you that this is an elf, this is a human, etc. It's fucking fantasy. It's not that serious. I don't know who thought it was the greatest idea to take this that serious, but now we're in 2022 and unpacking all of that. And now looking back, everything just looks utterly ridiculous. And it's, it's really honestly embarrassing for me, just that I once put this on a fucking pedestal and was like, this is the pinnacle. And now we have, uh, we have the Witcher coming out and countless others in this new game of Thrones spinoff. That's just going to be how it should be. Yep. And it's just like, was it really that hard? I'm embarrassed that I had a standard, that this was the standard at one point, just because I had nothing else to look at. And that's what sends me. I don't know if you can hear the siren underneath me or not, but that's what sends me is that we were told at a very early age, we don't get to be seen. And so we didn't mm -hmm. think to ask for more because we were like, well, this is just the way it is. I'm not supposed to be here. And now here we all are kind of find self-esteem and shit for later in life yeah. because we're like, where was I? What, why can't I be here? And the fact that like the people who did to themselves this entire fucking time are still like, but I'm not done yet. Um, that's what really sends me. And that's why I be making trolls cry on the internet because I think you've had your time. <laughs> I think you're done. <laughs> And, and cut to Sheree walking up behind somebody. I'm gonna need you to clock out. <laughs> you, you don't give me overtime, Chad. <laughs> Take thine asset home. Since, right. you, since you know so much about Middle Earth, take thine asset home. How about that? Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! When Meg said that, I thought I fucking died. Uh, died. I love her so much. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I feel like this is kind of like a little bit of a left swing, mm -hmm. um, but I would love to talk about um, Calypso from Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. I think that we kind of forgot about Pirates um, as a franchise for a while now, just because of all the stuff that's happened with Johnny. Yep. So the franchise just kind of died, but it was 100% ahead of its time. In terms of story, in terms of use of CGI, because um, I think the first one came out like 2005-ish, like something around there, where CGI was just like, it's going to look stupid, guaranteed. Yeah. Um, but it didn't. And it was awesome. Great sense of adventure. Um, interesting characters. Um, didn't glamorize the pirate lifestyle, which I really fucked with. Um, and also strong female characters. Um, of course, there's some problematic stuff going on back there, but like, where isn't there problematic stuff going on? But we had this character that was introduced, um, Lucia Dalma, who we call Calypso. Mm -hmm. um, just basically, she is the goddess of the ocean. Um, she is the fucking ocean. Was this like gorgeous hoodoo voodoo adjacent yep. woman with 
really thick hair, long locks, and was very mystical. And she was not one to be fucked with. I actually do remember that Barbosa, um, who is a prominent character in the franchise, had this kind this undying love for her. But of course, they couldn't be together because he couldn't handle a woman or entity, I guess, of the power that she had. Um, he's merely a sailor on her domain in which she controls the entire fucking ocean. And that was hot. That yeah. was hot as hell. To this day, I regret that I could not pull enough pieces together to accurately represent that character in cosplay because I really fucking wanted to. And trust me, I fucking tried, but it did not live up to her character. Um, ahead of her time, really, I think they could have done a lot more with the character. Um, I don't know if anyone here is like a pirate's head. Yes? No? I'm not a pirate's head, but Calypso is... she. When I saw her on this list, I was like, I'm happy that she's going to get a little bit of love and shine because it's some, it, to be honest, I don't think about her much, but she deserves to be here. She was my favorite part because uh, I saw the first two Pirates movies yeah. and I was like, yeah, 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 Johnny's doing a thing, but who's Calypso? Right. Also, I did not know until I was like this year old that it's Naomi Harris for 28 weeks later. I mean, 28 days later. Oh. Shut the fuck up. Right? Right? Because when you put her on the list, I was like, I need to remember her. And it was like, Naomi Harris. Like, the Naomi Harris? And I went to the Wikipedia. And I was like, yeah, bitch, that Naomi Harris. I was like, okay. Um, right. Her- shut the fuck up. I was today years old. Listen, I was, they are literally right fucking there behind me, underneath fucking Pluto from us. They are right there. Right? One through four. Yeah. Right, fucking yo! I was today years old. This is crazy. I w- you know why? It's because I was a freak for these films before yeah. I discovered IMDb. Oh my god, I was today years old. I can't believe this is happening right now. Oh my god, I love fandom <laughs> so much. I fucking love fandom. Oh my god, when Me this too. shit just intersects like that, crazy, iconic, fucking strong, beautiful. Don't fuck with me, ass characters. Right. Oh my god. Icon. So I'm here for her resume, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, she definitely. She. You don't need to call and check them references. Her. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's obvious now. I don't yeah. know why I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think of that. And you know, I don't know when the last time she's graced the big screen. Um, well, let me see. Can you can you find out why yeah. I make this point? But we had a insanely. Big, we took a huge L with the Pirates franchise. You're going um, to scream, Zero. Go ahead. No, please interrupt me. Who was she in? She was Paula in Moonlight. <gasps> oh, my God. This is such a good day. This is so such sorry. a good if day. If you're listening right now. Wow. I'm like, I'm really sorry. Like, we appreciate you. But, like, maybe she's just that damn good of an actor. What the fuck? Yeah. The accent, though. Oh, my God. This resume has like a, I mean, it has Swan Song. I haven't seen yet, but I know about it. Like Swan Song, she was in um, two James Bond films. She was in Venom. Let there be carnage. This is crazy. I need to see that one because I've not seen the second one yet. It's coming to stars, so I can finally see it. It was corny, but I liked it. I mean, I know I'm there for Tom Hardy. I'm not gonna lie. Like, if there happens to be a plot, that's a bonus. Wait, Zero, you're a gamer. Did you play Fable 3? 
I only played Fable Two. Okay, never mind. I was about to say she uh, she did voice acting for that project. And... Oh, I gotta look that up. I gotta look that up. Damn. Anyway, we we took a big fat fucking L with pirates, um, yeah. just because you know the the tea was spilling about Johnny and his not great behavior, um, and and as a result of that, he was removed from the Pirates franchise, which is a huge fucking mistake because Johnny runs the Pirates franchise. Period. There's no fucking way around it. Um, and as a a newer installment. Um, Disney had tried to divert the attention from Captain Jack Sparrow onto Captain Barbosa, who was um, he? He was the enemy, you know. He was he was the headbutt in, in the original trilogy. Um, they passed the torch down to Barbosa's daughter, who was then supposed to lead the rest of the franchise away from Johnny, as they kind of subtly shoot him out. And I'm thinking. Y'all, this is a huge missed opportunity because now we're directing the story to Barbosa and his family line. And I'm over here like, okay, so what happened to this super hot, sexy, forbidden love between Barbosa and literally the ocean? Tia Dama, mm. Calypso. Bring that whole back. She, she was a main plot point. And now we're diverting the story entirely in this direction towards his lineage and we're not hearing much about her. Bag fumbled, in my humble opinion. I'm sorry. Because she is a mystical being. You could you could bring the story fucking anywhere. Anywhere at this point. I I don't understand why, even with the way that this country specifically is so racist and sexist, nobody was like, um, we got a badass black woman who is the C. We should do something with that. Like yeah. <laughs> Right? I, I don't understand. But like we'll like remount Moby Dick again. And I'm like, nobody fucking cares. We'll make a new Nosferatu. Right? We'll have a shark in an Amityville house part nine. Hold up now. <laughs> you pump the brakes. All right. Looks at, looks at Ryan. <laughs> this is where this is where I put my foot down. Y'all done went on scream today. <laughs> Y'all what was the other thing y'all disrespect? It was something else. But I draw the line at Amityville Shark House. Until you see that film, you cannot talk trash about it. That thing might blow your socks off. I'm sure to do something to my socks, but like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch Amity Sharknado. Uh. I will be, I will be the happy participant to go into that feature first. And I will let y'all know. I will I will come talk about it here and I will let y'all know how good it is. And it'll be egg on both y'all faces when it gets a chainsaw award. Okay, heard that. Oh, a chainsaw. Okay. All right. All right. Don't you dare curse the chainsaw words. <laughs> the eggs gonna be on both y'all face. Y'all have to eat crow that night, baby. All right. I feel like if I pulled into a chainsaw words and Amityville Jaws claws had won something, I'd just turn it off and be like, you know what? It's not what I thought it was. <laughs> it's what, not what I thought it was. What is the movie you're referencing? Because that's on Tubi, right? Santa Jaws. Oh yeah, Santa Jaws. Why? Um, How did that happen? Because some people got too much time on their hands. Santa Jaws. Period. I'm awful high and mighty for someone who's going up for Amityville Shark House. So let me right? let me chill. You're like that's not how I like my sharks in my horror. <laughs> I don't like I don't like Christmas themed sharks. <laughs> I got. I draw the line there. Okay. 
Had it been an Easter shark fest, maybe. That would be so cute. A little shark with little bunny ears killing people. Get the fuck out. We moving on. No. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'll be moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we're going to leave them sharks. I I just want to say Miss Loretta Devine um, gave us full on... Uh, I was it I don't remember if it was voodoo or hoodoo because it's been a couple years. I can't recall either, but it was more it was given more hoodoo. Okay, because I didn't want to like disrespect it and be like this bitch ain't what she's talking about. And she on this podcast <laughs> opening her mouth. Um but no, um in the movie Spell, which is basically black misery, not like the normal trauma port way, but as in like Stephen King's misery, but with black people told in a better way. Um <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I I mean and when I even say like it was hoodoo, it wasn't even really, but that's the closest alignment because there were so there was so much going on. And this is, I'm actually sitting up for this because the reality is I think a spell too could fix a lot of the misgivings, especially yes. if they bring the, the 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 right writers into the room to make sure that it goes different because it I'm had able. elements that were actually successful, but then just overall it was just a mess. Because I was here for her. Because, like, first off, Miss Loretta Devine deserves. Yeah. Um, secondly, older Black women who get to do things. Hell's fucking yes. I aspire to be one of those. Um, and so <laughs> I was like, get him. Take his other foot. Do what you're going to do, girl. I got you. Um, feed him all his son's fingers. Um, I, I was here for her. And then, like, the last time we see her, she's like... <laughs> Getting blown away in the wind, and her like grandma socks are visible. I'm like, y'all fucked up. Y'all did that to her. Y'all disrespectful. Um, but it was a fun time. Yeah, I, I think spell is worth watching. Like with like friends, just for a, a quick because it's gaggy. Like there's like it's very theatrical. But mm, I don't know, Zara. What do you think about? Ah, uh, yeah, what you said. I mean, I appreciated it. I, I, I came for Loretta Devine. I came for um, what's his name? Omari. Omari, yeah. Omari Hardwick. Hardwick. That's what I was here for. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I was expecting a little bit better quality film. I guess. Um, I don't know if I would watch it again, but I, I would recommend it. <laughs> I guess. Just add to your fucking list. Yeah, strengthen yeah. up your letterbox a little bit. <laughs> I think it's on Hulu, right? It is, yeah. Is she also had the misfortune of dropping the same weekend of the pandemic as his house? Yeah, no, that mm -mm. Mm -mm. but honestly, though, even if the timing was different, I don't see this this movie doing any any better. I mean, we ain't gonna give it no Oscars. Damn, or zero, to, zero just snatched it. Look, uh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> necessary, so yes. Necessary, yes. I'm just I pulled up for Loretta Devine and Mari yeah. Hardwick. That's what I pulled up for. That's what I got. Yeah. I got a little spooky. I had a little couple <laughs> eye rolls in the air. I wasn't, I don't know. I just don't think the bar was my bar wasn't like supremely high for this one. So I wasn't like too disappointed, but yeah. I knew what I I knew what I was getting into when I came. Right. Like it was, it was a time. Um, yes. But yes, I would like to see more older black women doing the magics and torturing people, specifically men. Um, that's just where I met in my life. <laughs> also hot. Like I wouldn't right. mind if they did like a a Demetress uh, movie with a black female lead. That would be very good. 
Wait, what? like a what movie? Demetrius, uh, from Resident Evil, uh, a Resident Evil Village. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so you're saying like, like if they cast her or like Ooh, a Lady Demetrius esque, a Demetrius esque villain, I'm and there. you know, so but she's of there. color. I'm so there. Yes. A nine 100%. foot tall vampire. Do you remember how she had like all nerds like by the fucking balls when that yes. dropped? She had me by the balls too. Like I don't even play Resident Evil because I've told y'all it's like too scary for me. But I did. I purchased the game because of her. Did I you? actually wanted. Yeah, and I tried to play. It. And let me tell you something, Bobby. If you're listening to this, you could have warned me how scary that damn game was. You <laughs> could have told me. I literally am stuck at the same part. I've complained to him about this like five or six times. He's over. Where are you, Ryan? Where I'm are you? In after, the so I killed her last daughter. And um, yeah, and so now she's roaming free in the mansion, and I didn't so I didn't know she could just walk anywhere. So I'm just do 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 do, and I'm not a gamer. I need to put into put this into perspective. So I'm like, she's walking around, oh and she's like, God. you know, stupid man, and all this, and she's like killing me. I'm like, oh no. So I run into where you can buy like the items and stuff, and that's where yeah, I'm yeah, that's the only room where she won't go. See, this is how you know. That Brother Ghoulish is not a Resident Eviler. This oh, happens no. in every single fucking game. <laughs> there is in... always somebody. <laughs> uh, fucking Mr. X, Lady Dimitrescu, <laughs> etc. Honey, you have a lot of the game to go. And I want to... I'm okay. Let me give you a little pep talk, okay? Okay. It gets better. <laughs> no, Trace told me the same thing from Horror Queers because he also loves the game. He's like, Ryan, it's not even... He was like... I think he said the dollhouse is like the real... Oh, oh. And I, and when he's, he's playing, like, I'm like, you're, you're not helping. Like, Trace, if, if I'm right. scared already, how yeah. is this supposed to get me back in the game? It's it's very... I, I loved... We're getting on a tangent, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I loved Resident Evil Village. It was so different from any other Resident Evil game. And the trailer really had you. Because yeah. whoever put that trailer together was like, listen, we're going to put this grown woman. And she's got big old titties. Huge, <laughs> and we're going to get them. And the pre-orders are going to be absolutely fucking mad. And they were right. Mm-hmm. And they were right. But what the nerds didn't know was that that's only the first boss. There's other Ooh. bosses after that. I cannot wait to play this one. Oh my god, it's so good. It's very like storybook esque, and you know, I mean, if you're a Resident Evil fan, you know that she's only going to be like a really hot nine foot tall mommy with big old mommy milkers until you go to the boss level, and then she's going to start sprouting testicles and like and like six heads and like you know how Resident Evil does, just like fuck up your fantasy real quick. But I would say, Ghoulis, try to give it a shot. Just mm-hmm. I I personally believe that it is the least scary Resident Evil game. Wait, so Village is the least scary? In I in my it. opinion, yes. You ain't ready for some of the other ones. I'm gonna say that right here, right yeah. now. Because I played a lot of the older ones. Because that's what I lived on. That in Silent Hill, you you ain't ready. You ain't ready. Yeah. Whatever you do, never pick up Resident Evil Four. Just don't. <laughs> yeah, two and four are the scariest. I think. Who are like the equivalents of Demetrius in those ones? So that level boss, or uh, it's been too many years now. Mr. X and I'm gonna Google because I, you know me, I'm curious. I want to see what he looks like. The oh, well, you would love the Chainsaw Sisters. Oh, and, uh, I like that name. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Tyrant T 0 Him. 
Yeah. This dude is, oh my God. He is not sexy like Demetrius. No. Keep it running up on your ass, though. Because you be like, ha ha, I did it. Ha ha, I'm like, no. Um, but I, Resident Evil made me who I am. They taught me how to ration weed and ammo and as look. a child. <laughs> hey, look, I like that. I like that. They're like, you gotta That's keep a stash in a trunk in a cool, dry place. Uh, also, you need to rack me. You can't just be wasting your bullets. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would really hate for y'all to miss and miss out on the rest of the game because really weird, really like Lovecraftian at some points. It's total like storybook, which is not a usual Resident Evil thing. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, mommy, big, big nine foot mommy milker fucking vampire. She's she's only a certain portion of the game, but it was a good it was a good hook, line and sinker because as we as we have mentioned before in this episode the era of older women kicking ass is upon us. And I feel like we all fucking know it at this point. Oh, right? yeah. No denying. <laughs> right? She gonna take her teeth out and then knock yours out. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yo. <laughs> oh, my God. Just too much. Just too much. <laughs> I'm gonna call from the Dentist Association of America, being like, "We heard you." Um, <laughs> they need to turn this into a campaign. <laughs> Dentures are hot. <laughs> it just depends on your fandom, really. <laughs> oh my god! It's true. It's true. Okay, before we get too sidetracked, let's talk about Sabrina: The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And let's <sighs> get it. <laughs> That's my platform. I'm ready for office. Thoughts, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. thoughts. I mean, we all know what's tea. We've given we've given the the spellcast noirs of this particular project a lot of love, as as you know they deserve. Like it's all about Ambrose, and it's all about prudence. Period. On yeah. period, and if yeah. you don't agree with that. Refer to the um, the trigger words warning in the first episode of Blurdy because yeah. they belong on that list. Honestly, Listen. Listen. <laughs> I still want that spinoff. I still want to see like Ambrose and Prudence just like holding hands and kicking ass yeah. and, and casting spells and wielding swords, and that's what we fucking deserve. And then what happened to the kids, the Did ones that rapidly them? aged? That's a good question. So they were of color too, and they, they were mystical, were. and they were yeah. Blackwoods at that. Yeah, that just I don't I don't remember. I can't either. I mean, because at that point, I think we were all exhausted. I feel like there was oh a, a certain point where we just like, yeah, it was just like let this let this end. <laughs> like yeah. they they told us it was ending, and then they put it all up on Netflix, and it was like still before we could all like even get our like vaccinations. So we were mm. all stuck at home and miserable, and they were like, "Here's the last season of this." So it's like fuck you. And so nobody was in the mood for it if we were going to be on board with the last season. And so it's just, whenever I think about the last season, I just remember being sad, eating black eyed peas because it was New Year's. Um, <laughs> not leaving my apartment in Indiana. And so it's triggering. Um, <laughs> through no Father, Blackwood, Father Blackwood did not deserve such a beautiful black family. No. He didn't. No. He was awful. Mm. The women that threw themselves at him and I was like, 
what specifically is his job title where y'all feel y'all need to like give him <laughs> all of this energy? He's a con man. Professional con man. He yeah. must have been on his Jesse Williams on the low or something because Yo. the way that they were acting. So. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my face. Um, <laughs> that's what Hilda was saying. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, so um, <laughs> Marie Mumbo um, was cool. I appreciated her introduction. I, I don't know if she handled hoodoo slash voodoo as well as we really needed her to. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think I can say confidently that she didn't. I mean, it's not her fault. It's the writer's fault um fumbled the bag maybe you should take a lesson and go watch the the original uh pirates trilogy take a lesson from calypso and maybe just like sit there and figure it out for a little bit the accent oh boy the accent was so bad i almost feel like marie mumbo's character was like weaponized like against us because she was everything that we wanted to see right like we want to see a powerful older black woman who's versed in magic and no specific origins that not the regular degular old witches know right she's valuable for a reason and then they just kind of turn her against us and give her the shitty accent um use her as kind of like a token lesbian which definitely was not in the plans in the beginning oh yeah no yeah it was it was a little embarrassing which then we direct our attention back to Prudence and Ambrose <laughs> from the beginning <laughs> after it gets a little weird. I mean, I, I would have loved for them to write her as a queer witch from the jump, but that's definitely not how it was. And I still can't. And, and I have like West Indian friends too. I'm like, is this like a West Indian accent? And everyone's like, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> I love that reaction. That would have been awesome because she would have came in and given us three queer black people in this show who do magic really well. Um, and instead they were like, uh, how about also she queer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we can see, we can see y'all adding this in later in life. <laughs> we can see it. It's kind of like, I guess like, like the, uh, the, the kind of child syndrome where like, you 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 birth two children and they end up being really successful and then you get lazy with the third one because you already did such a good job with the first two you're like ah oh, it'll be fine like look at look at the eldest two and then the third character comes in and he just kind of fumbled the bag just kind of riding off the success of the older two mm-hmm. if you have siblings you probably know what I mean might not be in that order but you know what I'm getting at. No. You know, there there needed to be much more effort there, especially because this is a newer show um, and fans are less apologetic about stupid shit like this and being respectful, being believable. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't have anything else to say other than get it together. You fumbled right. the bag. She's a great actress, though, and beautiful yeah. woman. Yeah. Yeah, like I hate to see it happen to people who deserve better. Yeah. That's one thing if it's like a mid actor who's got like an awful personality and you're like, you deserve that. <laughs> but it's another thing when it's somebody who has like the skills and could serve you all the things if you would just ask them in a timely mm. manner. Um, which is why Bianca Lawson 
<laughs> showed up with that accent on Buffy because they told her on the plane, Ooh. by the way, this is where your character from. She's like, huh? What you said <laughs> what you said now? They're like, yeah, you got that there. There you go. Just like that. <laughs> oh, just like that. And like, Michelle. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. We're terrible. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We, we're, we're, we're going with what we're given. Why do they do sis like that, man? Like when you told me that, I was very heartbroken. No, because I was like, what had happened? Because I've only seen Lawson deliver. What is this shit? <laughs> and then like she was like, they told me on the plane. <laughs> I didn't have time to find a dialect coach. I didn't have time to even like look at some TV. I was on my way to go do this role, and they were like, by the way, and I was like, huh. The bumble clut, rust clut. Oh my god, <laughs> stop! <laughs> oh, I can't take it. Yeah, and you're playing with vampires, Buffy. <laughs> it's just like, ah, what? <laughs> and I could have swore like she did a backflip and did like a Xena call at one point or some shit. Like, it was a lot of choices <laughs> happening. They did everything to that poor woman. <laughs> everything. And killed her ass early, got her ass out of there. They saw ass enough out of her. They were like, we'll give you another arc when you come back, but it's going to be your last arc. And she's like, what? What about Miss Shirt? And they're like, that's your last line. Oh, no. Line. Your last line is Miss Shirt. <laughs> they're like, Willow's all the spice we need. In right? fact, why y'all had to kill her girlfriend? <laughs> right? Right? They were like, Bruh. we let them hold hands and light candles. It got too queer. Kill her. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <She> got to go. Because <laughs> it was a sage candle? Y'all was like, it's too far. This ain't a damn pride parade. The hell is going on up around here? Like, I'm like, y'all are monsters. And they could have easily brought her back so many times. Look, I'm sorry. Let me just. We will have a whole Buffy episode because I got thoughts on lots of things and people involved in storylines. A whole episode. A whole episode. I have the stamina, baby. I will show up with my attitude. That's all I need to fuel me. I will have coffee that day because it's going to be a nine hour episode. Oh, my God. We might have to have a mini series. A blurdy Buffy massacre, and now this be the airwaves. <laughs> when I tell you, I'm coming in my sleeping bag. I'm not even all this cute shit I'm doing for y'all. Nope, y'all gonna see real ghoulish. I'll be sitting on the ground in my um, greased up ass pajamas, and we just gonna chill <laughs> and we gonna talk about it. Oh my god! I come into the video. It'll be me and my Batman PJs with my hair up in like the little weird bun and like pieces sticking out, <laughs> and my glasses on, and like my keyboard, like I'm in scandal, being like, and this one was supposed to happen, but then this is what actually happened, and this is why I got problems because it happened. <laughs> now that you have a Madden playboard. Stop. Right. Listen, <laughs> play by play. This is what. <laughs> Like no, that's that's messed up. Bro. Me calling people at their house from the from our recording, just like, "Hi, Marty Knoxon. You don't know me, but I heard you tried to stop this and you lost." We'll fill it in. She's like, "Leave me the fuck alone, child. I'm trying to get paid on these new shows." Hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Me aggressively slamming my YooHoo with alcohol in it because I'm an adult. <laughs> What what alcohol can go on? The, oh, uh, Bailey's, right? You can put Bailey's. Yeah, in there. You can yeah. Get Bailey's. Maybe you a Kahlua. Yeah, any liqueur. Oh, especially that uh, Patron XO Cafe liqueur. Oh, girl. Ooh, mm, mm, Some of them mm. cold brews Erica's putting into the Shake and Not Scared Discord. Wait, squeeze? Because I'm in there. What, what are you talking about? There are some. There are some cold brew alcohols you need to get aware of real quick. 
Oh. We were trying to convert Anthony because Anthony doesn't do the coffee and the alcohol. And we're like, well, what do you put in your coffee then? We'll convert um, him. It, it, it just takes a little bit of time. We'll convert him. We'll, we'll get him. We'll get him. Yeah. He's got a podcast now. He doesn't understand these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In his um podcast, welcome uh, basket. We'll just slide some, some right? Baileys in there. We'll it's just like, put a different label on it. You drink Baileys now. Welcome. <laughs> you are Baileys. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is the beginning. He's gonna open it and be like, "I wanted shrimp. Like, I didn't want fucking babies." <laughs> oh my god, his little shrimp videos! I'm obsessed, obsessed. I love it so much. I love it so much. It always makes me order shrimp though, so I can't watch those too often because I'm poor. Yeah, <laughs> you've been hearing it, damn! I would, I would love some shrimp right now. I'm gonna fuck up and get some shrimp. We'll turn the air conditioning on in this place because I can't. It's too hot to eat boiling a bag anything right now. I'll be like, take it away. <laughs> When this air kick on, I'm gonna be like, "Hello, I need to, I need the lunch special. You know what I'm about." Yeah, I wish I was a spellcaster in the water so I can whip up some shrimp for all of us right now. Listen. That'd be fucking great. Mm-hmm. With some old bay seasoning. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, and like a, a little bowl of grits on the side, please. Ooh. What's the spell for that? Hold up, zero. You didn't hit me with some Creole Southern shit, baby. Yes, yes, I did. You, no, that gagged me because I see you as Miss New York through and through. So you said some grits. I was like, hold up. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm a New Yorker, but I have a little bit of Southern roots. Okay. I know that's right. Get it. Mm. Ryan Murphy could never. Take us out, brother Goulish. <laughs> Oh, yes. Also, this has been um, Blurdy Massacre, the Spellcast of Noir episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed, please rate and review. And um, talk to us on Instagram and also on Twitter, at Blurdy Massacre. And until next time, keep your black magic, folks. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.